Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Hello again, it is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks to make the race cars go around the racetracks. We are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post, pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. I'm a little bit, I'm in kind of that lux because we don't race next week. I know. It's weird. It's, it's just... This transition it, is always kind of takes a little bit to get this, used to. Yeah. I like it. This is the non-racing season. The non-racing season, yes. I like, um, I think you had referenced that last week in talking with, with one of our guests. Uh, you had said to maybe Jonathan Tony, you said the non-racing season. You referenced that. Stole, that, like stole that. that from El, uh, from Elton Sawyer. I think I'm going to go with that because it's I, not the off-season. I, I, I'm owning it. I, that's, that's, that's Elton gave it. Elton Sawyer. I'm using it. Taking it. Taking it. So if it's good enough for Elton, it's good enough for us. Um, Team Penske, the champions. We're going to talk with Jonathan Hassler. Uh, Ryan Blaney's crew chief here in just a little bit. But uh, obviously, you spent a, a lot of time. Um, you've actually <laughs> been on that stage giving Roger Penske a championship trophy. With the guys that just won it. With the same guys. I mean, that, you look at it. My uh, tech stream on, on Sunday yeah. was forever because yeah. most of that team I, uh, yeah. I, I retired from. I um, Sitting on the stage, looking up at the celebration was Raymond Fox. Yeah. And I walked over and just patted him on and said, congratulations. And he was just laughing and giggling. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, we'll talk a little bit about that. But first off, just Team Penske, Roger Penske, first time back-to-back -back championships, fourth time championship. Um, for a man that has everything in the world, Ryan Blaney and Jonathan Hassler gave him something that he didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's speaking uh, volumes for what the program's doing. And I was there for... I was there in 2012. When Brad got the first one. When Brad got the first cup championship for Roger, which is amazing to think that through all the years he had with Rusty and, and the success that they had with Ryan Newman and everybody else, that they never got that, that accomplished. Even Kurt Busch being there. But uh, was there for 12, uh, was part of the 18 championship, and then back-to-back -back here in 22 and 23, uh, um, you know, speaks volumes for everybody. They've got Team Penske. I think, uh, I think the leadership there, um, but they have the right, formula they, they create the right culture uh they've, they've got great people and uh and they follow roger's lead yeah. he's one that's always looking always looking to make everything better mm -hmm. never looking backwards always looking forward and um i would think that there's there's a, about a week here that they get to look retrospectively backwards sure but 2024 is coming with that dark horse mustang yeah, absolutely. New car, new Mustang. Um, uh, some of the crew guys on there, and you know them well. R Raymond Fox, I go back. Mm -hmm. I was where uh, Raymond, um, when I was doing stuff with Robert Yates Racing in 2000, 2020, he was Fatback McSwain's car chief. He was mm -hmm. uh, Raymond Fox, third generation crew member. His granddad and his grandfather, both crew members, and just a rock in this garage area. And if he's on your team, you've, you've, you've got the right man. Yeah, marrying the car. Raymond was my car chief from 2013 when Joey came on board, 
until I retired. So, uh, yeah, yeah, got a great, great opportunity to work with him, uh, for many, many years. Just, just a friend, uh, still, still, a, still a guy I, I walk up to give a hug because, uh, yeah. you know, just, just special person been involved in the sport. His dad worked as an engine builder for Robert Yates. Um, right. Raymond was at the racetrack at 18 years old Yeah, at traveling. I mean, that's all he's done. And, uh, very organized, very, very attention to detail. Does a great job with it. That, that whole group has mm-hmm. got such great chemistry. Yeah, really, truly is. And Jonathan, Jonathan Hassler, it's, it's been fascinating to watch him lead that group as well. And he's done a really, really nice job leading that group and, and, and pulling the strings and getting, getting things. They won the Coca-Cola 600 this mm-hmm. year, but then they really, really peaked when it, when it mattered the most. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I, I had my doubts because, you know, the, the, the advertised deficiencies that Ford, well, there's Ford that. talked about. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I didn't put a Ford in my final four because Vegas and Homestead are intermediate racetracks that I thought were going to be a challenge. Although you could look back and say, really, the mile and a half we ran before that was the Coke 600. Um, you got Kansas in there, yeah, you know, yeah. someplace, but, um, but really I felt like, you know, Blaney was pretty competitive at Vegas was, I thought the best car of the last three races. So, uh, Jonathan's done a great job and continuing to manufacture opportunity out of, out of, out of the setups that they've got and the cars they've got. Yeah, really, truly is really is cool. What's happening up there. And Jonathan Hassler is your 2023 crew chief champion, Roger Penske, 86 years old and, uh, still will outwork everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I, Brad one time years ago shared Roger's work ethic to with just was three or four of us reporters standing around and it was, it was, I don't think there was a camera or a microphone rolling. And he says, you guys just don't even understand. Nope. Roger Penske's work ethic. So Roger was a racer. You know, he, he drove and he yeah. brought that up in the interviews yeah. this, this week. He, he drove, a, there was a 1961 Pontiac that, that he drove yeah. back in, back in the day. He financed his first dealership. And from what I understand, part of that financial commitment was that he couldn't drive a stock car anymore. Really? He's self-made from, I mean, from oh, dollar gosh, one. Yeah. He's not, there was no... He did it on his own and he's built an empire that I, when I left, it was over 60,000 employees. That's two years ago. Yeah. And it continues to grow. The dealerships he's got all around, over the world, uh, the investments he's made, and then bring on Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I know. And the IndyCar series. I just, yeah. he continues to do and do and do just, just a phenomenal visionary. And he works hard at making everything successful. The one thing that stands out to me that Brad said was Rogers, at, and, and this was probably four or five years ago, so he'd been 81, 82. He was, he, was po- he was past 80 years old when we were having this conversation. He says, Roger is on the cutting edge of a technology. And that to me, just mm-hmm. when, you, when I get to a certain age, my phone, technology is out. Roger Penske hasn't got to that stage yet. And he is, a, he is on the cutting edge of technology as well, which obviously in our sport's very important. Yes. Yeah. And just, not only on the cutting edge of technology, but he appreciates the value of human capital. Yeah. Yeah. He's a people person. Yeah. He can walk in the shop and he can name people by names that I couldn't name by names that I work with every day. <laughs> I just like, it's, it's unfathomable. He's just, That's he's such great. a great leader and he understands what it takes to be successful. He mm-hmm. puts the effort in and he appreciates you. Yeah. Great stuff. That is for sure. Appreciate you sharing a little bit of that as well as Roger's this iconic figure. And it's good to kind of peel back the layers and just see a little bit as well. Roger's a more impressive person 
when you get to know them, then the persona is outwardly. I've heard a lot of people and, said that. And that's hard to say. That's hard to say because he is Mount Rushmore of motorsports, yes. yeah. business, ownership, wherever you want to, however you want to categorize that. Yep. So fun stuff. And uh, his crew chief for Ryan Blaney is Jonathan Hassler, and he will join us next. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon, Steve Post, and we're joined from up at Team Penske via Zoom call with the 2023 championship winning crew chief, Jonathan Hassler. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. We're doing well, really good. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, has it even started? To what degree has it started to sink in for you? Uh, I'd say honestly, it's probably sunk in maybe five to five to ten percent. I mean, not really a whole lot to be honest. I mean, um, you know, you're you're so in uh, such a routine of of you know finishing one race and then moving on to the next. Um, it's just kind of how we're we're wired. So um, you know, fortunately, with the season coming to an end, you know, we'll have a little break here and, and let it all sink in. So, yeah, yeah, interesting that you talk about that. Talk about. Talk about, I, I guess I'll ask the question, but I would say the last three races, you guys had the best car there. I thought, I thought at Homestead, your long run speed was really good. You got beat by short run with a caution late. Martinsville, you were the best car there. And I really felt like you're the best car at Phoenix. And, and, and I thought one of the things I really appreciated that I thought Ryan handled the race, understanding what the objective was. I thought you guys did a great job with it. What, what changed? Because I, I know you, you, you dominated the Coke 600, but this was three opportunities of you guys just staying within your box and doing a great job. Yeah, I don't think it was really any one thing, Todd. I think it was just, um, you know, we spent the whole year sort of um, trying to figure out where we were at. Obviously, we, you know, we came out of the gate with, um, you know, not quite the speed that we had last year. And, and we, we had to try some different things um, to, to get some speed. And, and we were probably... A little bit conservative and in, in doing so the first half of the year and then once we got the win at charlotte um we kind of stretched a, a little bit more and and try to learn a little bit more and then once the the playoffs came around we could kind of put those things together that, that were working as you as you as you talk about that and I, I just want to build off that but there's really with the lack of practice you've got 20 minutes at places and you're really locked into what springs and shocks and and you, you've got very few adjustments you can do afterwards that really kind of puts you where it's hard to learn things and push the program forward, isn't it? Without, without having testing or having any practice of, of any magnitude. Yeah. With, with practice, um, the format, the way it is, like you said, and then locked in on, you know, springs and, and, uh, shocks to some extent. Um, yeah, your, your races really are your, your opportunities to, to learn. So, you know, without having a win and without being kind of locked into playoffs, you're, uh, you're dangling between, you know, trying to be, great and trying to be good enough to to you know you always want to be making steps forward um but but you don't want to you know try something so big and, and take such a step that that it's a step in the wrong direction so you kind of try to make small steps that you know are in the right direction um 
And then once you kind of, like I said, once you kind of get locked into the playoffs, I feel like you can take a little bit more risk and take some bigger steps. Um, and if you, you know, go the wrong direction, you've certainly learned. And then, like I said, by the time the playoffs come around, you can get those things kind of out of the way. Jonathan, you talk about small steps, and so it makes it tough to have aha moments, if you will. But was there a point during the season or during the playoffs where you're like, "This, we have the potential for this thing to turn out like it ultimately did? Was was there a moment where you're like, okay, maybe we got something here? Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, Charlotte really, uh, you know, rewinding back to the middle of the year was the first um, aha moment, I would say, for us. And it, and it wasn't any one thing special. You know, we didn't, you know, there's the, it used to be, you could show up and you could have some big, um, you know, arrow body yeah. changes that, mm-hmm. that, you know, were coming that you knew for sure, we're going to kind of set you apart and, and um, yeah, set you apart from the rest of the field. Now, those things don't happen. It's just, um, you know, stacking all the details and making all, all the right decisions on every little thing. And then that kind of stacks up. And like I said, Charlotte, we, we didn't really, there was not one thing that, that, stood out that we thought, oh, this is going to make us better. But we put all the right pieces together and we had speed. So we knew that if we put everything together, that we'd, we'd be able to have the speed. So that was the first sign through the year. And then, um, you know, honestly, I look back at at Kansas. Um, you know, we had uh, really, really good short run speed at that race. Um, we really struggled kind of, I would say, with long run speed. But we kind of, the speed showed up there. And then we were able to kind of massage on on what we did there and carry that through the rest of the playoffs. So as you as you look at it, back in my day, I, I, and, and you cannot answer this, but back in my day, short run versus long run, a lot of times it was on the splitter in the nose. These cars were all different. Um, how, how do you, how do you, without giving secrets away, what makes the difference in those two? Yeah, I think um, you know, as you're familiar, the this this car, the um, the back of the car is is sort of your your splitter. Um, so you know, the for the most part, the more aggressive you can be with. But keeping the back of the car down, it's no secret that there's sort of, um, you know, long run grip there with just with downforce. And then obviously, you know, the tire pressures are, are huge, um, you know, incredibly sensitive to, to whether your car um, has speed at all in the first place. Uh, if you're if you're way out of the box or, or you know, once you kind of get close, uh, small adjustments can can make all the difference between whether or not you have short run speed or long run speed. Jonathan, I want to go back to the next to last race, because those of us that cover the sport, those of us who are fans of the sport, we want to see six wide coming to the finish with, you know, with with equality and parity. You go to Martinsville and you guys just had a better car and you guys just had a better driver and you guys just had a better plan. What's that like to orchestrate a race like Martinsville? I also love excellence and I respect it. That's what you did. What's that like to orchestrate and to pull off a race like you guys did at Martinsville? Yeah. And, and you know, in that one, um, you know, we were able to, to kind of run up front. We were able to, to uh, win the second stage, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. yep. and that was pretty stressful still in that, uh, you know, <clears throat> depending on how the cautions fall there, um, you know, it's still possible that we're not going to Phoenix. So for, for me, um, I was just, just praying that we didn't get a caution there late in the race. Cause I knew <laughs> that, you know, that there was every opportunity, every opportunity for, the, for the, sorry, I got a little echo there. Um, every opportunity for things to get shuffled. If, if we got that caution, unfortunately we never did. It's good. Yeah. And, and, and to talk about Phoenix or talk about Martin. So let's, I'll build back to that because that, yeah. that race to me, Goodyear brought a little softer compound. 
We had elevated temperatures. We laid a ton of rubber down. Talk about what you saw out of Ryan Blaney as that place rubbered up. Because I, I, I know with my experience, I gave away a couple grandfather clocks with him uh, on pit road. And um, he's pretty special when it comes to that place rubbering up, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. He's, um, you know, we talked a lot. Um, you know, I thought, I thought our two races at Martinsville last year were, were pretty good. Um, they weren't spectacular, but, um, you know, nobody really knew what to expect last spring. Um, night race, really cold. Yeah. Uh, we had the opportunity to go and test there last summer and, and, um, it was very con- similar conditions to what we actually ended up having in the race, um, here this fall with, uh, with it being, you know, the test I think was in September. Um, you know, two days of, of testing in the heat track took a lot of rubber. So we definitely learned a lot there. Um, all those things didn't necessarily apply when we went back last fall because it was back to being cold. Um, so I think that test honestly was pretty pivotal for us and, and kind of understanding the conditions, uh, even though the tire changed, the conditions were still really similar. Um, and then, you know, we go into the spring and, um, again, we had some, some really good runs in the spring, but we didn't put the whole race together. and. And Ryan really talked a lot about, um, you know, what he thought he needed to, to be able to pass because it's gotten so hard to pass mm-hmm. uh, at Martinsville with this car. Um, but the ability to kind of get up and, and get into the rubber and still have rear grip is, is really important. So we really worked a lot and focused a lot on that. And obviously, um, you know, as the track rode up, rubbered up, we were about the only one that could get up and then kind of yeah. pass on the outside. Um, and and that, that was what we focused on for sure. And that was what we were able to, to do. You were part of a small group, a small group of three guys, Paul Wolf, Todd Gordon, and yourself now that have been able to give the captain, Roger Penske, a Cup Series championship. And I know you've got your guys, Todd, and his guys, Paul, and his guys, you got your drivers and everything. What does that mean to you, though, with 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 the, 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 the involvement? You've been there since 2008, so you understand Team Penske. You are Team Penske. What is that like to, to be able to deliver something and then be able to be the first to do it back-to-back for Roger? Yeah, you know, to, to, to be able to do um, add to Roger's uh, you know, history, um, is incredible. Just, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the more or less, it's the top team in motorsports and, and to be able to kind of, you know, continue to, to build on that is, um, is, uh, you know, I, I'm super proud of having that opportunity. It's, it's, the, you know, the best team in garage, best team in, in all of motorsports. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, just a picture of what winning a championship, what does that do for your schedule? How does, how does, how does your, how do you come back from Phoenix and how does that change what this month is for you? Yeah, we'll, um, you know, we'll definitely have, uh, several more celebrations through the month. Um, you know, both here, uh, at the race shop with, with all the, the shop crew, um, and, and those, you know, their families, um, we'll be able to go uh, to Nashville for the banquet, obviously here in uh, a few weeks after Thanksgiving. and, and at all that, uh, we'll be doing the Phoenix test, uh, getting ready for 2024 <laughs> here early December as well. So it's, uh, it's certainly busy. No, uh, no rest for the wicked. Yeah. No, <laughs> no awesome. rest for the wicked. Uh, that's uh, awesome. We have Phoenix test. Oh God, that new Ford dark horse Mustang. That's, uh, going to be, uh, going to be good. What's, what's your, what's your early assessment of what you guys have? I mean, I know you haven't, you haven't tested it with anything like that, but what you've seen with your, your, your 2024 car. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited going into 2024. We've definitely, um, you know, uh, tried to improve on some, some issues or deficiencies we, we thought maybe we had with this car. Um, 
So yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, we'll be every bit as competitive as, as we end of the year, if not a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So so back to cars and, and pieces, uh, just uh, what happens with, uh, I've been through it before with, yeah. with winning the 500 and what happened with that. What happens with that championship car? That I, I saw uh, pictures online, guys signing the, the, the bumper cover. I know we signed the waterfall in the past, but what happens with that car? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I don't really know at this moment, Todd, but, um, you know, as you're familiar, um, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in, in making sure our car is <clears throat> uh, pretty cleaned up when it goes in the trailer. And, you know, the guys back at the shop that, that they're not having to deal with, uh, you know, strings of confetti everywhere. And, and uh, we had to make a phone call the other night to, to make sure that we were able to clean up the car. Um, so we got it cleaned up like, like we normally do. And then, like you said, we uh, everybody had the opportunity to sign the rear bumper. So we'll see what happens with that thing. Uh, certainly something, uh, sure something pretty cool. Pretty cool. The whole experience, pretty cool as well. And Jonathan, could not happen to a better guy than you. Congratulations on the championship. Enjoy the celebration. And uh, we know you're going to have something for us when we get to Daytona, when we get to the Coliseum and then on to Daytona next year. But thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. And uh, again, congratulations on the success. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Steve and Todd. There we go. Jonathan Hassler, your 2023 championship winning crew chief, the 43rd man on the planet to win a crew chief in the NASCAR Cup Series. Stay with us. We'll have more crew call in just a moment. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Uh, Todd Gordon and Steve Post here. We had uh, talked uh, once or twice this year with Jonathan. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, I'll tell you what, the the young man has accomplished something really great. And he's really come into his own as a crew chief in this sport. Yeah, he's uh, very dedicated. And I think this car fits him really well. I, I, You know, Jonathan was my engineer a couple times through my yeah. Penske career. Um, and I've worked, I've worked alongside and had him support a lot of the programs that I've been involved with. Very smart, very attentive to detail, Boy. and I think that's what works this with this car. Oh gosh, he you talked that about it. Everybody. He talked about it. At, at, you know, in his interview with Charlotte, it wasn't like we had one thing. It's just stacking all the little things up. They, he does a great job of that, and I think, uh, I think you know, he's, I think he's doing a really good job of preparing the car. I think Ryan is growing into the champion that I knew he'd be. Yeah, and I think this team is in a great position yeah. to, to come back and compete and repeat. Yeah, I do too. I think I think it, it, you know it's so funny you say that attention to detail. Every crew chief we talk to is like mm-hmm. you have got you have got to be buttoned up on this car like none in the past. Yeah, this car fits Jonathan perfect. I I, I really yeah, I really think cool. so. It's he's just he's a detail guy and uh, and very. I mean, he's into everything. He is an engineer, right? He's a crew chief, but he, he I mean he's. He fits well, and I think he and Ryan, he's, he's a good influence for Ryan. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, this te- I think this team is, yeah. this team's got a lot of runway ahead of them. There's a lot of upside in mm-hmm. the champions. Yes. There's a lot of upside as well. Yes. 75th season of NASCAR, wrapping it up. Uh, 15 drivers won in the Cup Series. Yep. 10 drivers had multiple wins. 
led by William Byron and Rudy Fugel. I mean, they, they came up short at the end of the day, but I, this sport a lot of times is about making that championship for understanding that the race can play out. Yes. What a season that Rudy Fugel and William Byron had. Yeah, yeah, another one that... William's what twenty five years old. Yeah, the runway on that one. Yeah. I think. I think. I. I. And and what's I, what's really kind of funny is that there is there is kind of a there's kind of a relationship there between Blaney and Root and. Uh, oh and yes, Byron. yes. There's yeah. There's there's a there's a there's a in law. There's, there's, there's a not yet. Not yet. But there if 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 there's dating, dating within the family. Yes, How about that? If dating could continue to go forward, there could be an in law situation there yeah. between the two of yeah. them, um, which but is cool. What a great run for them, and and you know Kyle Larson, Cliff Daniels. They, yes, they were. I, I like this, and I, I I this is meant as a compliment. Kyle Larson is the epitome of checkers or wreckers. Yeah, this year specifically, uh, he either he either dominated races or wrecked out of them. Yeah, what, eight DNFs or something like that. Yeah, unreal. But, but just four wins in a final four appearance. Yeah, and they've. I mean, there's there's so much good in our sport, and we talked a little bit. Is this a changing of the guard, or is it just the growth of the youth? You know, it's. Yeah. I, I still think we've got. I mean, Denny Hamlin's still at the prime yeah. of his career. Uh, it'd be fun to see how this all plays out. Yeah, yeah. William with six wins, Kyle. With, but, but when you get to the three win category, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Chris Busher, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney. You mentioned Denny, Martin, and Kyle. That's mm-hmm. not the youth movement, and they no. between them had nine wins between them, so they still won their share. Yes, yeah, they have. And honestly, I feel like we've got Chris Busher three wins. Oh. Three wins, two wins, three wins, three wins, three right? Wins, yep, three wins. I think Brad's in a better position than Chris is. <laughs> he hasn't perfect. he hasn't put it through to a victory lane yet, but I yeah, it seems like he's got yeah. It just seems that that's one of those where it's it's, it's almost becoming head scratching how they haven't won a race, yes. but one but but that's that's kind of one of my stories of twenty twenty three of the seventy fifth anniversary right. is the resurgence of RFK racing. Yes, Chris Busher with the three wins. Brad very relevant. That that team and they ended is, up what like seventh and eighth in points. Yes, and two or three years ago they were low twenties in points. Yes, that when, is when, unreal. when Brad went over there. That is unreal to be able to gain. It is it is unreal to gain from thirty to twenty. We, let alone from low twenties into the top ten. We talk about the impact and and the influence that Roger has in Team Penske. Yes, Brad, I feel like has had that influence of mm-hmm. the work ethic of of how you do things. I think I, I just think he's he's helped that program grow into where it needs to be. And I look for great things next year. This is when we've really felt like this season. That Ford was at an arrow disadvantage with with the decisions they we, had made, we, right? I'm not we, with right. their own doing, right? But I'm interested to see what this new Mustang does yeah. for those guys, yeah, and where where it puts the well, table. And what was fascinating is when we got to midseason, you had the Blaney win at, at um, you had the Blaney win at um, Charlotte, yes. But it seemed like RFK was the first one yes. that kind of hit the Ford sweet spot, yep. And others followed, um, but they seemed to be the first one to hit that sweet spot. Yeah. Um, I, I have my notes here. RFK relevance. Yes. Christmas 2311 relevance. Yeah. Boy, this is a this is a young team that man, if they can if, if they can grow at half the pace they've grown over the last year or two. You just you just talk about and I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave Tyler out of it right now. Yes. The run that Booty Barker and Bubba Wallace went on Unreal. from like I don't know, race eighteen to the end of yeah. the regular season. Unreal. Championship caliber and really ra- race their way through the I mean, that team has grown into themselves. Yeah. And, and Tyler Reddick, I think there were several people that had Tyler out in the first round. 
and they came on as a playoffs yeah. and just yeah. they just they were a machine. Yeah, I put Tyler on that long runway in front of him as well. Uh, this is the first year of the relationship of understanding Toyota. Yeah, I mean, came out of out of the Chevrolet camp and and a new crew chief, and I think mm-hmm. I think likewise to what we just saw out of Jonathan Hassler and Ryan Blaney. I think Billy Scott's going to yeah. be really good for Tyler Reddick and in, in the runway there. So, um, yeah, and there's so many. There's the future's so bright. Yeah. Um, another team that did, I have teams listed as big winners and then we'll get into a couple strugglers. I think if you're RCR and I know it probably didn't end as good as they wanted it mm-hmm. to end, but your first season with Kyle Bush in the house to get three wins, there was, there, there, there's some, there's some signs of life up there and welcome. Definitely signs of life there. The, the, the one thing that I, I look at is that those three wins happened early. That's the challenge. That's the, I, yeah. I feel like the momentum in the off season wasn't as strong as they would hope it to be. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But Kyle is very oh. passionate. Richard's very passionate. Yes. They, so hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like there will be that this will yeah. continue to grow into, I think so into where it can be. I think so, too. The, the other one... Go ahead. The other one I have for big winners, JTG Doherty Racing and Front Row Motorsports winning at the two most iconic racetracks, the Daytona 500 and the road course at Indy. Yeah. Uh, I just I just think... And, and I think the other thing with this story is that they both didn't weren't one and done. I mean, they weren't running yeah, for J- a Final Four, but JTG both of them were... JTG stayed in the top 16th yeah. till the very last race. I right. think they ended up 17th in regular right. season, but they... They put races together. I think Mike, Mike Kelly, and and Ricky, and Ricky are mm-hmm. the relationship that this sport's about chemistry. I mean, building championships that that's you've got to put the, all the pieces together, and and that relationship I think has paid off really well for him. Mike, to your other piece, Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. We thought him and Blake Harris was like, yeah. oh, what's going to happen? Travis Peterson stepped in, and the program gained again. Yeah, uh, they're they're continuing to do the things they need to do it's uh it's been it's been you know this car has made it where teams can compete and they've they've done a really good job of it was there other positives that you use or anyone else that stands out to you as far as the upside goes well i this is one i'm going to put out there that that i think isn't going to be on people's radar but ross chastain and track house racing yeah we're in year two if you take away how they're, phenomenally yeah. good year one was, yeah, this is this they're still well ahead of of where they right. need to be, and, yeah. and and really I felt like they're and he won the final race, yeah. like like they had that win at what Nashville, Nashville, yep, and then they kind of had a lull, but they they've recovered through the playoffs, yeah. didn't make it to the to the championship four, they they were out, but. Yeah. They were really good at Phoenix. I think a lot of momentum to built into 24. Yeah, if this team didn't have the 2022 they had, we'd be raving about the 2023 that exactly. they had. Exactly. Their 2022 was just stupid. Oh, it was, it was, it was, a, just, it was a home yeah. run that knocked over the grandstands. Yeah, exactly. So, and, um, and I, I like I, that. Yeah, I, I just, I know that they're going to, because of the success, you're going to look at it as a down year. Right. But, but but they're in a much better position than a lot of people. Ending man, ending ending with a win. Yes, man, they've they're they're sitting they're sitting about a half mile from where we're at with a lot of momentum. Yes, I I, I think so. And okay, let's look forward to twenty twenty four. Yep, the schedule's a uh-huh. little different. Yep, got different racetracks we're going to. I know. Back to the Oval at Indianapolis. Yep, absolutely. Iowa, Iowa. I, I mean, we've got so much to look forward to. So much to look it. forward to. It really, truly is going to be fun. 
Uh, I had a couple strugglers. Um, yeah. Stuart Haas Racing, first winless season in 15 years. Yeah. Just don't, just don't, I, I don't know. And I, you know, just don't know. And Chase Elliott, this, and of course, there was a lot of things going on there with the snowboarding incident, and he got suspended for mm-hmm. one race. We had a point during the playoffs where it was like they were picking him up and laying him down pretty good. If you look at the, if you look at the nine cars playoff performance. Yeah. Like. They were good. They were all top 10 finishes for quite a while, yeah. like pretty deep into it. They they actually made the round of eight mm-hmm. on, point, on they, owner's on points, owner points right. and bumped the 19 out for owner's points yeah. because they had they had scored the second most points in the round of round of 12 to get right. to the round of eight. Right. They, they put races. Now, they didn't win races, yeah. but they put top 10 finishes together and they, t- they ran in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Alan Gustafson and... and Chase will be back into championship oh, yes, form next will. year. Yes, I, I just you can't you can't give everybody a two month head start, right? Uh, especially as Jonathan talked about the, here. The D, yeah. There's there's no testing. There's no practice. There, you every race is an opportunity. You 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 gave them a, a you know seven week head start. Right. So mm-hmm. um, look to see where they get back to. Yeah, would be good. I have three other notes. Chicago Street Race, Shane Van Gisbergen. Mm-hmm. What an event that was just to do that and to have that event and look forward to going back. The weather was terrible, but boy, what a, what an event. What a, what a time that was. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, to look at it and really when you look at stock car racing, I think, uh, I think the closest that we have to our cup series and any of racing is those supercars. Yeah. They're right. They're yes, sequential yeah. shifting. They're mm-hmm. with other hand, um, wrong side yeah. of the car. But they're full contact racing over there. If you've ever watched it, it's it's yeah. it's really fun to watch. Um, mm. But they uh, Shane did a great job, and I think this lined up perfectly for him. No doubt, a racetrack that nobody had any experience at, so it leveled the playing field for all the drivers, not knowing there's no there's no home field advantage. Right. And then we put him in wet. Yeah, he was a he was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. But he he performed at you know. At you, an elite level. Well, there's the thing. You can have all those advantages, but can you perform at that level? And he did. He did. I mean, he didn't miss a mark. Yeah. He did not miss a mark. And I thought, I thought, as I watched that race, I thought he looked really good to start with. Then he kind of backed up a little bit in the middle. And I was like, ah, okay. Well, he, he looked all right. And then that run yeah, at the end was just was like, crazy. okay. So he's smart enough to, to not overstep his bounds in the middle and, and put yeah. himself. I just, it'll be fun to see what he can do. I know he ran that truck race yeah. at a... IRP, ORP, LORP. O'Reilly. Yeah, in, in Claremont, Indiana. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm going to call it the IR, IRP. <laughs> uh, really cool racetrack. But, uh, yeah. and, uh, but we'll see where it goes with, with the project mm. he's got going on there at Trackhouse. Absolutely. The Chicago Street Race, something new. North Wilkesboro Speedway, something old. Yeah. And Kyle Larson, boy, what a fun weekend. The Pit Crew Championship up there. Kyle Larson getting the win. And North Wilkesboro is back. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I went up for the. I went up for the uh, for the late model race the year before. Yeah, that was really cool. The uh, and as we're as we're as we're recording this, it's new asphalt going. Asphalt's down. about done. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 laying asphalt down. So, um, be interesting to see where that comes back to next year. Yeah, love the fact that we get back there. I love the that it's still got that retro look. You know, you go there, the the seats are the old way. It's just, just it's like so walking back in time. And yeah, I've yeah. been, I've, I've been to two races there. One rained out, but uh, yeah, uh, back in the early nineties. So honest, yeah. it's, it brings memories back for me. I'm sure it brings back memories back for others. With a new asphalt, it'd be interesting to see how the All Star Race plays out. Yep, it's going to be a little different, different sure. creature when we get back. For sure. Final point, Kevin Harvick. 
putting a bow around a what will be a first ballot Hall of Fame career. 2014 champions, 60 wins. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Harvick, um, the closer, he was known as. I love what when when he made the move from RCR to Stuart Haas Racing. I love the deliberacy, a de- deliberately w- w- deliberate way. There we go. I couldn't say that deliberate way they put that team together. They handpicked Rodney, and they had a year and a half, and they handpicked a championship caliber team. Yeah, and that's all Kevin Harvick. That's that's Kevin. Kind of Kevin's way of doing things, you know, calculated and moving forward as well. Yep, yep. That's uh, that, that's been a phenomenal cr- racing career for him, and I think he will do wonders for our sport in the TV booth yep. as well. I think uh, his knowledge. We're going to get to see a side of Kevin. I think so. On the an- analyst side, that you're going to understand more in depth what Kevin sees as a racer. Yep, I love it. Yeah, I think it's great for the sport to have him continue to be involved. Uh, I think he'll do a phenomenal job with it. What a season. 75th anniversary. It was fun hanging out doing crew call. Yes. And the races we'd worked to work, got to work together on MRN. Good yeah, it was, stuff. It was, it, was a, it was a great season. I can't wait for 2024. I think, uh, I think Cup going to Iowa is going to be a yeah. great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Me hate too. that we don't have Auto, uh, Auto Club Speedway anymore. Stay tuned. We'll <sighs> see what happens with that out there. Who knows? Um, we're going to kick it off. It'll be here before we know it at the Coliseum. Yes. February 4th. February 4th. And, and it, what a great event. They're bringing NASCAR Mexico I up, up for, uh, yeah. that's the start their their, their, their point season. season. Yeah. So uh, that's always been a great event. Uh, the, the two years they've run it there, it's been a great event. I was mm-hmm. skeptical of it. It's been a great kickoff and right into it. Going to be a, yeah. going to be a great season. It is absolutely awesome. That is for sure. we got a couple thank yous we want to say here as far as our team goes. Uh, thank you to Chris Schwartz, Ryan Horn, and Julian Council. Julian is our producer, puts all these shows together. We want to thank all the crew chief, all the guests, and all the PR people that helped coordinate that over the course of this year. More important than all of that, and I end a lot of shows by saying it, race fans, Thank you. We, we, we love what we get to do, and we hope we bring some insight. But thank you so much for watching or listening to this show. So we do appreciate it. And this week, we appreciate Jonathan Hassler joining us as well here on the program. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. Thanks again for joining us this time on Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network.